don't know why there's no sun up. Welcome to your pocket <laughs> podcast. I can't even sing. I like just woke up. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. No one expects you to be a great singer, Nasha. Mm-hmm. Um, today on the pod, it is eight fifty-two in the morning for us, but for our guest, it is pleno afternoon. <laughs> La plena tarde. Me and Naja are in the common room for context. An hour and ten minutes. Twenty minutes, actually. This is back to our origin. Yeah, this, this is really back to our origin. A big circle back moment because the first okay, time okay. we ever recorded the podcast in a common room, M- Mia, Mia. The guest, walked in and was like Said, said some shit like you guys are st- I don't know you yeah. said something I'll roll the clip if I can find it hey Mia Stein just entered the room you're so okay. good I just want to say these two assholes are sitting in the Warren Towers common room <laughs> doing a podcast <laughs> the dicks they are what is this do you know how on like a level of 1 to 10 crusty like probably a 14 I'm not gonna lie I said, Lena, where are we recording? She goes, I fear we're going to have to do it in the common room. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that was the lovely Mia Stice. True. We'll we'll get her here at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Trust. We'll get her. We'll get her. We'll get her. We'll catch her like a Pokemon. Exactly. Yeah. Our first unofficial guest. She kind of called us a slur and then. Yeah. 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 Mia, would you like to introduce yourself? (laughs) Hello. (laughs) I think I called you guys cunts. Yes, that's exactly what you did. You're like, you're such cunts. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's been how many episodes? We're on I really don't know the lore. Yeah. It's been 28 episodes in the making. It's me, Maria Stice. Maria Stice. Maria, Maria. An original, an original podcast guest. Um, I don't know how we haven't had you on yet. I mean, we've had Michael. Oh, we've had, yeah. <laughs> we've had um, so many people. Kim. Kim. Vea. Vea was on it? Yes. Amira. Yeah, like, we've had it. so many people that don't even go to BU before you, which is really... It's true. The majority of it's our shameful. guests have not gone to Yeah, BU. it's true. You know, I forgot that Amira was on here, because I was about to say that I'm the first... Where was Amira born, actually? Amira's you know? from Georgia, technically. Oh, my God. So, I am the first You're the born first. and raised... Arlingtonian, Arlingtonian. Yeah. on the pod. You guys are on so the podcast. weird with that. You guys are so weird with that. <laughs> so here's the lore, guys. Yeah, about so Arlington, Virginia. So here's the lore. Mia and I are both from Arlington, Virginia, a little town known for its cemetery, um, the Pentagon, which was infamously hit during 9 11. That's how I like, introduce myself now. I used to say I'm from DC. Now I say I'm from, oh, you know, 9 11. I'm from the other place. Um, and so... <laughs> not the field. Not the field. The, the Pentagon. Uh, the Pentagon. Because I feel like people know the field more than they know the Pentagon. What the fuck is the field? The field is where the plane that was supposed to hit, like, the White House or something, 
um, oh. the passengers overtook it and like, okay. and got it brought it down before it could um, in Pennsylvania. But we are both from Arlington, Virginia. Mia is from the other side of the tracks. Mia <laughs> went to Yorktown High School famously, um, which is was used to be known for its coke problem. Oh my god, that's um, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> don't know if you knew now this. we're known for coke and rich kids yeah and rich kids oh it's awesome. like the rich white um well yes yeah I'm and so that technically if i had followed what arlington wanted me to do that would have been my home school because that was my districted home school because oh. i was in the diversity pocket because right. they realized the school was too white so they dipped their toes <laughs> into the districting um neighborhoods of the latin American and Mongolian communities. Um, well, so well, well, so here's the lore: is actually our little brothers met before Lena and I met because they did. They were in the same English class at Yorktown High School. Yeah. Freshman year, COVID year. Yeah, COVID year. And they did online. a group project together. And Roman actually wrote a paper on Pascal. Yeah, my <laughs> that brother. Is so weird. And Pascal did not. He was supposed to write a paper on Roman, oh. but he ditched that to write a paper about yeah, like the girls or something. But yeah, I mean, isn't that insane? That's There's so really much lore. Weird. But since then, Maria and I, Mia and I, <laughs> Maria, Mia <laughs> <laughs> and I have gone so- through a lot. Um, and now Mia is in Madrid, where I will be going very soon, very soon. Can't wait, can't wait. Yes. But anyway, um, shall we start with pockets? Yes. Naja, do you want to start? Yes. Okay. Okay, so I was going to put stormy weather in my pocket, but we're already saying that, so <laughs> what? I feel like... I'll just honorable mention her because okay. me and Lena were on set all weekend and we sang it all weekend and everybody on that set is so sick of us. Yeah. We were just like, don't know what. I mean, it was, don't it got ridiculous. What? It got really ridiculous. And we would do the hand thing. Yeah. Like yeah. for like, I don't know what to call it. Pitch or. Um, uh, I don't say. Pitch, pitch. Pitch. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was just a way to get through the day, you know, and that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But. Another person I can put in my pocket is my sound design teacher. Oh, right. This is I don't true. even know his first name, but his last name is Anderson. He's going to get you a one job. He's going to get you a one job. He's going to get me a one job. He is the cutest man ever. I love him. He's like a little... <laughs> and he goes on like a bunch of tangents in class, which is great because it's like three hours. So like talk your shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like yesterday he goes, he was like, I worked on a couple of David O. Russell films. I'll never work with him again for many reasons. <laughs> I was like, well, yes, the yeah, Lord, the Lord, the Lord. He was, talking about how, like, he was talking about how Bruce Willis hates doing ADR and will always flake on ADR on set. He'll be like, I'll do an ADR, don't worry. And then he never shows up. <laughs> I told it to Kim. She was like, this industry is not serious. <laughs> <laughs> Me flaking on my job to like re-say words. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but Anderson's like, he's just this white, cute white man. He wears these cute little glasses. Mm. And he knows that we're all, like, tired. Like, I'm so interested in sound design, but the, the time of that class is just really treacherous. And they're, like, it's just 6.30 to 8.15. Also, it's my longest day. Like, I've had three other classes before that. Like, I just, I want to be knocked out, you know. Mm. But I like him, so I don't hate it that much. And 
trust me, he's going to get me a one job, and I need my mentor. Yes, sir, he goes, does anybody know Edison? And I <gasps> immediately jumped. Edison? I went, what? Every, everybody fucking knows well, Edison. Well, Edison well, is a big Edison's sound like, guy. Wait, Mia, Edison is like the Thanacorn of Arlington, Virginia. Because everybody knows Thanacorn in Arlington, Virginia. You know Thanacorn. Don't even. Thanacorn? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, you know of course. Wait, I think I know... I know the Instagram handle. Exactly. The the, the worldwide kid. The worldwide kid. Yeah. Everyone knows Thanacorn. Even like whatever school you went, you know Thanacorn. So it's like Edison, but in film. Right. Yeah. Because Edison's doing like the final mixing of, of Art House because he's been working on it. And Edison told mm. me that like when I went at the end of Bay State. Um, but he was like, and if you know Edison, and I was like, yeah, you know, I had to get my name in there. So I told Edison to put a good word in for me. Nice. Like, for sure. Nice. Like, well, yeah. Anyway. I think his name is Chris. I could be wrong, but Anderson. <laughs> you don't even know his name. His last name. He's never said his name. His email is just his last name. Oh. So like it's like C Anderson. So that could be anything. Um, yeah, but he's so adorable and like I need him to get me a one job and he's just like his one like, But you'll put him in your pocket until he gets until, you that job. Yes. Yeah. I'll yeah. keep him in there even when he does <laughs> get me a job and like pet him. Right. He's still like, has good hair, boy. So. Yeah, his one of the documentaries that he supervised got nominated for an Oscar. Oh, Twenty One Days in Mariupol. Oh my god! Yeah, oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. But not for a sound. Oh shit! I don't know. I don't know if they can't. I don't know if like documentary like can they? I assume so. I don't know. But he didn't do the sound mixing. He just like he was a general like he didn't. He was like I didn't do much work on it. He oh, just okay. like come over like whatever. But mm. one of his like besties did the mixing on it. Mm. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. yeah, what is in your pocket? I am a huge fan of, like, the non-tangible things being in the pocket. So, like, well, I guess this is a tangible thing, but, like, the non-human items in the pocket. Mm. Um, so I'm going to put Parque Retiro in my pocket. Parque Retiro. True. True. I, I mean, Lena, we we have lore in Parque Retiro. We have so much lore in Parque Retiro. What is that? This is the I main have park lore. in Madrid. Oh. Yeah. And I... Well, I first met her two years ago when I came here for the first time with my mom and we like walked around it and we named it essentially like our park. We're like, this is our park. Like, Parque <laughs> Retiro is ours. And so then I was so happy to see that I literally live in like the Retiro neighborhood. Like my host family is in the Retiro neighborhood. And every morning I've been doing my daily runs there in the Retiro. Like I just kind of like this morning, I literally just woke up and wandered around there for like five miles. Oh. Just like. And it's so beautiful too. There's so much different beautiful. flora and fauna. Yeah. Take me to Madrid, y'all. Boston is the devil. <laughs> it's so cold. It's so cold. No. But get it, Spring, early spring, Sam. It's but you're not there right now. You're sitting in a park. I'm sitting in a park. Well, I was originally going to film in that park because we were going to do the flip flops and they were going to. F- like Naja and Lena were gonna film at midnight in Boston. I was gonna film at six AM here. This which was such an interesting times. plan. Cause then I realized like I cannot be filming a podcast in the house with three kids and two adults, like at six AM, tiny right. ass apartment. So I was like, I'll just go to the park <laughs> at six AM. Don't know like what don't know why. Don't know why you would ever There would be no sun up in, in the, the sky, sky. like truthfully. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that that park, that park. She's like, she's given me a home. She's given me so much. Every time I go there, I discover something new. Mm. This recent morning, or this time when I was running, I saw some people playing 
what would I would call canoe polo. So like water polo with like a basketball and a hoop. But they were in canoes. What? And they were scooping the ball with the fucking canoes. Spanish and like, and I was anything. like, this is not real. Oh my god. My ancestors. Bored. I'm so <laughs> racist against Spanish people. Like, I, I don't even what. care. That's weird. That's like, that gives me like Quidditch vibes when people play like IRL Quidditch. <laughs> Isn't that like banned? Everything about this area. It is? <laughs> Why is it banned? The face you just gave me. Wait, I mean, I don't know. I just said that. Oh. But I feel like someone was like, oh, Quidditch, like, shouldn't be. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> also, Mia, I, I'm. This is like a first for us as well because you are. You actually like listen to the podcast, which I think is a first for no one, one of our guests. Been on it yeah. Does that. You are like number one, one of our number one fans. You and my mom, probably. Why, yes. 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 Why, yes. We are competing for number one fans. <laughs> For this year, <laughs> were we your number one podcast on Spotify? Yes, you were actually. Thank God, I was oh, in yes. top. I was surprised it wasn't higher, but I was top like ten percent of listeners or something. <laughs> Which how are you not? Like, yeah, how are you points? number one? Like point zero 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 one. No one else was. Well, to I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming it's like there's ten listeners. Yes, right. Which is more than I would even think, so that's fine. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, why would there? So. There wouldn't be a need to put a point zero zero one. Yeah, I was thinking about. I was like, it, when I was thinking that, I was like, I'm thinking of this statistically incorrect. Yeah. The stem. You know, <laughs> we needed somebody to fix it. Yeah. We have a stem on the stemmy. That's still good. That's still good. That's still good. Ten listeners is more than zero. That's what I always oh. say. Yes, it's yeah. True. Um. In my pocket this week is not is a is a tangible person. Um because I'm just gonna be basic and put Mia in my pocket. But that's my my pocket Ew. this week. I'm Fire sorry. I'm sorry. I have to put Mia in my pocket because Cop out, cop out. <laughs> Cause how else am I supposed you're so far away. I'm just gonna put you in my pocket. That's the thing. Um, I have nothing much else to say about that. <laughs> You're ghetto. <laughs> then Mia is in my pocket constantly, always. Um, always there, perpetually there. Yeah. I've had so much fun with Kate Blanchett in there. <laughs> She's cheating on you in your own no, pocket. it's okay. It's okay. That's terrible. <laughs> like, with Kate Blanchett, it's permissible. Okay, understandable. Okay, should we talk uh, yes, about... Yes, we should. Because we have, have the clock 20. is I have like twenty four minutes. Twenty. You have to be serious. Twenty five. You know, I have you to said, go put clothes on. Oh and my I have to god! Go over, <laughs> like the anyways, movie. The, right, the movie. Yes. This week we watched a movie um, that both me and Naja had seen before. Mia had never seen. A many surprisingly, a um, we watched Black Swan, which is about a gay ballerina, famously. Um, which is what it's not only about the gay ballerina. <laughs> which is what Mia is. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Well, yes. Um, what Mia, as the as the person new to this film, what were your like thoughts, initial thoughts? Jesus. Well, we finished the movie, and I was like, Lena, I'm you're gonna ask me about this movie, and I'm just gonna sit there in silence. <laughs> 
genuinely but actually no now that I've had like a, a few days to kind of let it marinate let it sit I have thought about it I updated the letterbox review etc um it was it was so hard for me to watch this movie um just because it's been one of those movies that I've kind of purposefully left untouched mm. <laughs> I've known about it for so long um obviously as a dancer it was like pretty big in the dance world and also just because like I don't know like it was so it was so important 2010 like got the you know Natalie Portman got the Oscar whatever um but I've just everyone's told me Mia don't watch it hmm. my mom told me like so many people told me because told it to is it. Wow. yes <laughs> um because it um it has a lot of themes that are very hard to like grasp it has you know the mental health issues the eating disorder issues all that that are very real that can like be yeah that are very real I'm sorry I'm like at a loss for words still um yeah. and so I think because of that I kind of didn't want to touch it but I think now that I'm I've grown a lot I've decided okay you know what I'll I think I can do it. I think I can watch it. And I'm, you know what? I'm glad that I watched it now and not as a kid because I wouldn't have been able to handle it as a kid. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, how old were you guys when you saw it? I want to say... I was 15. You remember the age? It was 2020 before I turned 16. Oh. Yeah, I watched it before. I think I watched it when I was like 13 or something. Wow. Yeah. I've watched it many a time. I mean, that was, but the first time I watched, I think every time I watch it, I get something different out of it. I think the first time I watched it, I was just terrified. Yeah. But I was just watching it for the gay stuff because I heard it was gay. <laughs> and then the next time I was like, wait, this is like, I'm like appreciating mm -hmm. the filmmaking, all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I understand why someone um, who comes, who understands this world more would like wait to watch yeah, it because yeah, no, it's... Sure. It's a lot. It is a lot. It I don't hurts, remember. Yeah. Like, I liked it a lot the first time I watched it. I think I was definitely more on like the scared side, yeah. which obviously this time I, I, I can't didn't remember all the scary, scary beats, stuff, but like I knew, yeah, like that I'd be fine. So like I wasn't scared watching it, but the first time I was like, mm -hmm. I think I like turn. I think I would like turn my head away. Just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I still went like that this movie because mm -hmm. <laughs> cover my eyes. It's hard to stomach, like yeah, especially the leg scene. Oh, and the sound design is terrible. Well, it's good, but like it makes you like ugh. Yeah, <laughs> with all the pictures on the wall. Yeah, you can like hear even like the nail cutting. You can like ugh. like ugh. yeah, the Girl. nail cutting was vile. <laughs> yeah, the Winona Ryder scene was the one where I did have to look away watching it this time. It's like yeah, fuck no. Mm. Which one? I don't know. Though, like, in the hospital with, like, the, oh. the nail file. I was like, yeah, hell no. I'm not Where yeah, she, yeah. like, stabs her yeah. face. Yeah, no. Yeah. Ooh. No. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I think... I'm also really glad that I watched it now because I think that instead of being terrified of all of, like, these themes, it was more so, like, I'm looking at it through my cynical point of view because I've been there. Mm -hmm. I, really re I really relate to Nina, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And I think because I've now kind of gone through that black swan, white swan metamorphosis on my own, it was interesting to see it like 
through a different point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your black so I'm swan, kind of like white swan metamorphosis? Like, did you start at one or the other? I think, well, I mean, like, obviously the black swan, white swan metamorphosis is a lot about, like, the death of innocence and the mm-hmm. death of, like, the, like, breaking of that, like, rose-colored, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. rose-tinted lens that yeah. a lot of young dancers have when they think about ballet and they think about like the art form and they only see like the beauty of it and they don't see the toxicity and right. they kind of ignore, they choose to ignore the, um, the terrible things within the industry because they love it so much, which I have been there. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say that it was one specific moment though. I feel like that's, it, it's very dramatic obviously, but that's not really what happened to me or what really happens to any dancer. I think it's more so like just like kind of getting chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. Mm-hmm. Um, this is definitely a more exaggerated version of anything mm-hmm. that would ever well, yeah, happen yeah. IRL, of course. Uh-huh. And it is extremely over-exaggerated. And that's why a lot of dancers actually don't like this movie because they're like, it's making ballet seem so terrible. And mm-hmm. yes, there are terrible aspects, but it's not all bad. And it really over-dramatizes everything, which I do agree with. But I think that's that's cinema. Like that's what yeah. makes it so yeah. interesting to watch. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with summer intensives. You know, I've been trained under Russian teachers. (laughs) I've, I've had my fair share of like bad comments and competitions, stuff like that. Um, and it's never over. It's always covert, which hurts more, Mm. I guess. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I mean, I, what? (laughs) No, we will we will let mm, and then we turn to the other side. <laughs> we have one brain <laughs> at this point. Just one brain. I hate us. Anyways, carry on. We we need to spend less time together. I we think. do. We need to have class every day together. Yeah. For hours. Now we don't. No, I was gonna say, like, I think one thing that maybe to tie into Maestro a little bit, um, that I think um something I would want to see more in this movie is that of like the appreciation of the beauty of the of the art before you get yeah. into like the criticism and the destruction of it. Um, That's one thing Darren Aronofsky will never do. <laughs> it's just true. Well, you can speak on this because I haven't seen any other Darren Aronofsky well, films. I mean, I've only seen three. The Whale is just not this genre whatsoever. <laughs> so I really just can't compare that to like the, it. Like it, it's just not gonna. Be I have cool. no idea what the whale is about. I only know that one still. I and actually kept circulating. bawled my eyes out during the whale. It was so sad. Anyways, oh, wow. um, but Mother, I mean, Mother was traumatizing for me. I think I blocked a lot of that out of my memory. Mm. But mother, I mean, I mean, obviously it's a commentary on being a mother. It's also a commentary on religion. It's kind of those two at the same time. And I feel like in that movie as well, it doesn't, you never really like, it's not showing you inherently like appreciation for motherhood mm-hmm. or I guess religion in any sense. It's more just like, it's definitely like a psychological telling of what it feels like to be involved in those two things. But like, he doesn't really he's not for the like appreciation and like deterioration of he's whatever just creating. he's just into the he's deterioration just, period yeah, he's just mm-hmm. there to tear your brain up and make you like you know that's this kind of and he does it well i will say 
I mean, mother is like, don't watch that. But, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, J-Law ate. I'll tell you that much. But I mean, there are a lot yeah. of mothers in this movie. Make the transition. <laughs> mothers. Also, guys, just FYI, my phone is like at 10%. Great. So okay. That's awesome. <laughs> they really don't. The world doesn't want us Sorry. to record this episode. No. They th- they, no. It's gonna be too much. It's gonna be too powerful. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, Maybe we'll keep that in mind. Somewhere. Yeah. Um. What I was gonna yes, say, mothers. Mothers. Natalie Portman. Um. Mm-hmm. Won an Oscar for this film. Is she a, is she a mother though? In essence, in, in reality, movie. I don't think so, but I don't know that information. Actually. No, but in the film, would she categorize as a mother? In the film? I no. don't think she does. No, not no, at all. No. <laughs> I mean, by she is she is the Oscar winner for this film. That's for sure. The real mother is Winona, Winona Ryder. Ryder. Well, yes. Well, yes. <laughs> and they all look kind of similar. They and do. It's kind of so scary. Mila Kunis as well. Yes. It's all very much mother. the persona-esque i love i love a persona-esque reference the persona-esque um kind of shared identity delusion Mm -hmm. sort of thing where everybody looks the same and they're all just different versions of one person i mean this is like a very basic analysis of the film but oh carry on (laughs) we're in the common room it's ghetto (laughs) (laughs) On we move, <laughs> on we move because we must. But I think Winona Ryder, out of the three performances in the movie, which one do you th- do you think Natalie Portman outacts the other two? Well, I mean, hard to say. I mean, I think for me, Winona gives the most like chilling one, mm. like. But her character's yeah. also not in it for that long, so it's like... I mean, I was going to say that she's my favorite performance in that film, yeah. honestly. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Because, but she just has no screen time. Yeah. She's the fallen from grace, et cetera, et cetera. I think every time I watch this movie, I like Natalie, performance, Natalie Portman's performance less. Um, I, don't know if, I don't know if it's the people's... The people who don't like Natalie Portman, they're, like, tainting my mind. But somehow, I don't know why people don't like her so much. I think it's just because they say she's a bad actress. And they well, like well yes, I know actress. that's the argument. I'm just saying I don't think she's a bad actress. I think she can play um, this uh, like an obsessive character very well. I mean, she plays a very similar character in May, December. Mm-hmm. Someone obsessed with someone else's identity. Someone obsessed with kind of being perfect. Um, mastering their art um, to a very controversial point. Yeah. I just want to say, I think my favorite part is the fucking Black Swan coda. Um, <laughs> just, I mean, Sarah, Sarah Lane's dancing is beautiful. Um, and I think Natalie Portman's acting there is just absurd because, well, it's absurdly good because she so perfectly captures that, like, that euphoria of finally achieving this character and this is of right finally she and then like jumps, right this is no this is the when she's black swan right 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 but like when she like grows the wings oh, and yeah this is before she jumps right, right, are you asking about right. the jump i mean the, the jump itself was gorgeous too but i think what really stood out to me was like her performance as black swan mm. and then like when she goes off stage and she's like and like her skin is rippling and she's like 
really she like literally is black swan she's feeling it yeah Yeah. and it's like it's so powerful Mm -hmm. um i think she did deserve the oscar um i mean a lot of people say she doesn't deserve it because she didn't actually do the dancing she didn't actually but but i think it isn't about the act not everybody has eight years to spend training to, to, to learn how to do ballet like yeah, I mean, she was never gonna do the dancing. I don't. Yeah. I don't think you that's can't expect fair. the actors yeah. to do performances like that all the time. Like even like a Bradley Cooper spent six years learning how to conduct. He didn't have to do all that, did he? Now, <laughs> wait, I'm trying to look up the other nominees. Oh yeah, Michelle Williams was great in Blue Valentine, but Natalie Portman. I think this is like very much a star making role. Yes, for sure. Um, 100. Even though she was already a star. And I no, I do agree that I mean most of the performance isn't in the dancing, it's yeah. in the expressions, and that I mean maybe that's why they don't show much of the art, or that's that's more the director's style. But um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. My favorite part is the gay part. <laughs> They're so boring, you know. Wow, wow, you People, oh my god, okay. it, people brought it up in my um, queer film class. And one girl was like, yeah, I just thought, I didn't understand why they put the gay scene in. It was so unnecessary. And um, it and Natalie Portman had to die at the end, so it was just bad representation. <laughs> and I was like, that is such a basic view of this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you have, what is on your socks? Um, and bananas. <laughs> okay, that's well, technically pierogies, because I bought them in Poland. But, um... I I I will I'm gonna defend that scene till I die. I think and and the and she was saying that it was very much like that is such a basic reading of that movie. She was saying that it was like graphic and whatever because the director just wanted to have like lesbians have sex on screen. Bro, it wasn't even graphic. It wasn't. It really. It wasn't was really creepy. You saw, like, like a nipple. Yeah, oh. Natalie Portman was eating herself out. It was really out. creepy. Yeah, like that was not. That was not for the director's pleasure, I no, don't think. No. And even if it was, I think it works. Um, <laughs> don't gaff. <laughs> because, I mean, it's because it's like, you can, you, the film is about, for me, identity and yeah, for sure. melding two parts of yourself. It is. And, you know, the whole, this is represented in many forms with Mila Kunis, with um, Winona Ryder. Mila Kunis is both the sex scene, which is like, some uh, a sort of like consummation, <laughs> literally, of mm-hmm. you know accepting the self, bringing in the self, the the other side of the self to to what who you think you are, and then there's obviously the stabbing scene, um, and the killing scene, and then there's the Winona Ryder scene. So I mean, th- these are they're all just like carnal examples yeah. of or manifestations of this kind of identity mm-hmm. motif. Yeah. So I don't think it's like, there, yeah, yeah. There's they like want, many. They yeah. Want, no, me neither. Me neither. I don't know. Aaron Aronofsky. He doesn't. I don't think. I don't think he rolls like that. TBH. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just put that in there. This means oh my god. Like I don't think he would do that. <laughs> His movies are very intentional in like a fucked up yeah. way, but they are very intentional. Yeah. Also, I want to bring up Barbara Hershey, the real mother in the film. Um... <laughs> She was she terrifying. Was horrifying. She was, yes. Yeah, she was terrifying. Yeah, I don't she know. was. 
I think Justice for Robert Hershey. Did she Hershey. get supporting actress now? She should have. TBH. I don't know. Let's see. Or something? I don't know. No, she didn't. Not even a nom. Not even a nom. But I, um, I think she gives one of the best performances in the movie as well. And... <laughs> and... Honestly, watching the movie again, I was like, I kind of feel bad for her. Like, I feel like at the end, Natalie Portman treats her, like, kind of unfairly Why? bad. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, what, what, do, what, do, you my un- what do you think was unfair? Is my I question. think that she, like, she doesn't give, maybe she doesn't deserve an explanation, but she doesn't really give any explanation as to, like, what's going on. She kind of shouts at her. She... They've been. This has been building up for a long time, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. I feel like Barbara Hershey. They've oh, built oh. this. Uh, Barbara Hershey supports her. They've built this life together, where you know, as mother and daughter, that's the status quo for so long. And I feel like there's not think, enough of a. But I d- I think I disagree because. I think like part of her mom's character is the fact that like, yes, she's supporting her, but she's also controlling at the same yeah, time. Like of course. she's grown and like she's in this childish ass room. Her mom controls everything that she does. It's also another part of the breaking out of the innocence thing. So even though she didn't give her like an yeah. explanation, girl, like as she's also coming into herself, she's probably coming to the fact like I'm growing and my mom is treating me like I'm eight years old. Like obviously she was also in a very like emotional yeah. like but heightened she also, I state feel like, when she like I yelled feel at like her or if whatever. You, if you grow but, like, like that. You don't leaving the way she did. I feel like was an eight year old response. Well, well, yeah. I'm not saying that like yeah, she definitely could have handled the situation better. But like, I don't think it was like undeserved. Mia, what do you think? I think that she doesn't have the emotional maturity to like yeah leave her mom in a good way. So she Mm -hmm. just kind of like basically sets it all on fire right. yeah yeah i don't think I that don't she really came in like was more mature it's just more like awareness like oh shit like that kind of thing not yeah. like i don't also, know growth i'm at one percent i'm at one percent guys <gasps> one percent not looking good oh. <laughs> we might need to finish later we're we, so sorry. we can't finish later we can't finish later <laughs> this is this is it <laughs> you can send a voice message it will be mia's closing thoughts yeah mia yeah, send your Record a voice message when you get back, and we'll. Oh. <laughs> guys, guys, guys! There's only so much life left in me. <laughs> I'm, I'm the white swan. I'm at the top of the stairs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's over, guys. This pod. So Mia um, has had to go because. Her phone has run out of battery. And coincidentally, Naja also has to go. <laughs> Guys, the universe has not wanted us to record this podcast. Because let me explain the lore. We tried to set up a recording sesh on Monday. Monday evening. Tuesday morning for Mia. It was a no-go. And then we changed mm. it to Tuesday morning for us. Afternoon for Mia. And then Mia's fuck-ass professor... How do you move a lecture up? Move their lecture up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't be like, know. Oh, I, to move that. I have a scheduled time that's supposed to be there. Exactly. Um, and now we're here 
but the Wi-Fi was bad. I mean, there's been so many so many yeah. problems. And mm. it's not I don't think it's even a result of Mia being in Madrid because <laughs> like you know, we we figured out Zoom you in the were past. In Scotland when I was Exactly. Around. Like we figured out we figured that out in the past. Yeah. It's more of I think this is the universe telling us they can only handle so much of this trio at one time yeah, that's true. Um, because we're just too powerful and we're just too cool. But I'm sure Mia will be back on the pod. For sure. We'll put her final thoughts in <laughs> after this. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. do you want to just discuss the movie a little further as we as we end? Do I? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no I mean I don't know do I have any other points to make that weren't already made I did want to bring up Perfect Blue because I don't know if you've heard about Perfect Blue I don't know what that is okay Perfect Blue basically there's this whole controversy with Black Swan and Perfect Perfect Blue um, Perfect Blue is this animated film oh you'd mentioned this yeah um Japanese animated film from, let me check the year, 1998, 97, 98, um, which basically has a very similar plot to mm. Black Swan, um, where this time it's more of like a fangirl type thing, mm. and she, and there's stuff with, you know, Foliadu, shout out to Joker, Foliadu, <laughs> coming out soon, um, and, you know, personality stuff and, like, identity stuff and stabbings and, you know, trying to be oh, perfect, yeah. all this. And so Black Swan has a lot of story beats from that. And not only does Black Swan copy a lot of story beats from Perfect Blue, but also copies a lot of shots. There's, like, direct shot for shot, like, copies from both films. And so there's a lot of controversy that, like, people didn't watch Black Swan or people don't black watch Black Swan now because um, it's too similar and they, they're, like, mad that they copied it. Honestly, I watched Perfect Blue after I'd watched Black Swan, to be fair. And I don't know. I mean, they're both very, like, queer-coded. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and they're both good. But I don't know if it's my bias that I don't watch a lot of, like, anime mm -hmm, Japanese mm -hmm. films but which I appreciate when I watch yeah. but I, I I think I still liked Black Swan better mm. um, just because I feel like the story is maybe more explicitly told I think Perfect Blue is a little more abstract which is good which is fun um, but I think in terms of the story that it's trying to tell um I like the dancing motif much better than, you know, the acting. Yeah, but that's the controversy there. Interesting. Well, I haven't seen I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Yeah. I fear. Yeah. I fear. Maybe I'll watch it though. Did you like Black Swan? How was your experience watching this Black Swan this time? Different from last time? Did you like it better? Worse? The same? Oh. Um, I think I probably liked it the same. I just I was less terrified this time. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. There's it's a lot like of the jump scares. Difference. There's yeah, a lot I, of jump scares. Because I, I honestly don't remember exactly what the scary parts were, but like I just wasn't as scared because I had seen it before. So I was like, oh, whatever. Like, mm. 
That'll be fine. I think I was more focused on like the psychological aspect of it this time than I was the first time, because I was just more like on on edge the first time. Right. Um. So I'd say yeah, this time I definitely was like thinking more about like the plot points and like what was actually going on and like what I was trying to say, etc. Than I was when I first watched it. I'd say yeah, because I was fifteen, I think. Yeah. So. Ooh. Oh, it's a movie. Ago. It's yes, a movie it for a movie. sure. Um, Some people cannot handle it, so I feel like I have a tolerance level higher than I think sometimes. A lot of people don't like this movie at all. I'm like, and they say it's bad. Flop. I know. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna wrap it up soon. <laughs> don't worry. I really should go. <laughs> um, Naja is. Naja wants to leave, and I'm going to keep them here. I have a class, guys. For I'm not ready. I have to get minutes. dressed and then travel across campus. I feel bad releasing such a short episode. Why? I don't know. I just it's feel It's going to be like guilty. 40 minutes. I feel guilty. Don't feel guilty. Um, We've released episodes this, this long, this short. I don't know. It's true, but it's okay. Well, the, the hour and a half, the hour and 10 minute ones are dramatic i feel like we have so much to discuss i feel like we we haven't discussed the oscar nominations shout out to sandra holler oh but i thought we were gonna do an oscar episode we are gonna do an oscar that's episode. gonna i could talk about that for so long that's true i, yeah. I can't stick that into the four minutes that's true we have we have much to discuss the oscars are happening over break which makes me so upset <laughs> that's true we won't be so together. upset we that we together. will not be together we'll be separated um but it's okay. Okay, Whatever. well. Naja, do you have any recommendations before we go? Um, I've been listening to this song. I'm not, oh, I don't have my phone. It's called, uh, I don't even know, something Red Corn by Sir. Something Red Corn by Sir. Blank Red Corn something by Sir, S-I-R. Also Malika by Hiatus Coyote. Malika. Um, I would like to recommend, oh, the late great Cheetah Rivera died yesterday. Rest in peace. Rest in um, fabulousness. I mean, she's the first Anita on Broadway. The I mean, Velma Kelly. Um, she did. She did so much. She did so much. Um, she's such a cunty mother, Broadway <coughs> queen. Mm. I highly recommend the film Sweet Charity. Um, what is that? Sweet Charity is a Bob Fosse musical. Um, this is I will oh, show you clips from last night. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So Sweet Charity is about just kind of a girl finding her joy, finding the happiness back in life, finding a purpose. I watched it right at the right time. It was such a fantastic film. It's just joyful, um, kooky, very 60s, like lighting, um, hair and costume, choreography. It's, it's so fun. And Cheetah Rivera does a lot in that, and she's fabulous. So... Highly recommend um, in memory of her. Um, and well, Shirley MacLaine, I mean, mother. 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 Hi, everyone. Mia here posthumously for some closing thoughts, opinions, etc. I guess I just want to start off with I am so sorry for the scuffed ass podcast episode. They're not usually like this. It's because I am here, I swear. Which I guess is a good segue into my recommendation, which. I know it's meta, but guys, listen to In Your Pocket. This is a bomb-ass podcast. I'm hoping, and I guess kind of assuming, that there are people on here for me. And if this is your first episode, then don't let it be your last. 
I am obsessed with In Your Pocket, and I know they're my friends, but Lena and Naja are so funny, so brilliant. They have single-handedly thrown me into my letterboxed cinephile era, and I'm not mad about it. So yes, thank you, Lena and Naja, so much for having me on. I hope to be back soon. And thank you all so much for listening and enjoying, and goodbye. Cue the ending music. Bye. Well, guys, empty your pockets. True. I'm sure Mia said so much. All in dolls, her endo. the witches. Yep, she definitely <laughs> said a lot. <laughs> um, and we're happy to have her on the podcast. She'll be back. She'll be back. Yep. All right. Bye.